Welcome to the most tubular podcast out there. This is Concession Impressions, the movie review podcast where we, you know, in the, the sentence that I just said, review movies, of course. So we just watched Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yes, Elizabeth Banks. And the new thriller, comedy, horror film that's in theaters now and mm-hmm. probably streaming or maybe not in theaters now, depending on when you listen to this. But it is a 2023 thriller comedy horror film and if you don't know who elizabeth banks is she is the woman in the hunger games who comes to the town and says may the odds be ever in your favor that's her wasn't she also in scrubs i never really watched scrubs she was in the the new charlie's angels movie she directed the new charlie's angels movies which was she directed the new charlie's angels movie which it was not good yeah i mean i'm not really a big fan of charlie's angels anyways but anyways so and they're just fun, campy action films. Yeah, which, well, which is a good segue, actually, possibly, because yeah. mm-hmm. this is kind of like a good example of what we're about to review today, which is kind of like a campy horror thriller. I guess it's 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 a horror comedy. It's really just like there's no real horror to it. It's just like it's a gory. It's like a yeah body horror body most. horror yeah yeah there's not really not like, even like good body horror in my opinion i don't know there were some times that i was like when when something happened you know you know that like that face you make yeah there were Ugh. gross moments like when she has her ass like slashed open by the <laughs> by the <laughs> cocaine bear but it was wasn't like so gross that it was entertaining it was like oh that's just gross yeah that's true but before we get into it any further i would like to just give a brief summary of the film yeah so just i mean the the summary of the film is the title (laughs) yes so cocaine bears summary is there's a bear who is high on cocaine the end that's the whole story that's the whole story however there's a little bit more actually i want to get into it so technically this is actually based on a true story of a true event that actually happened in the 80s where a drug dealer jumped out of an airplane and was trying to his plane was i believe crashing and he threw out all the cocaine bags out of his plane and jumped out as well however because he was carrying too much cocaine on his body he weighed too much and he the parachute didn't work like it was too much weight for the parachute so he (sighs) crashed and died and the cocaine was lost in a forest where a bear sniffed and ate it and became high however the true story what actually happened was immediately the police found the drugs and the bear died of an overdose that that makes more sense but would be a less interesting film. <laughs> yes, yes, it would definitely be a less interesting film. However, that is what the actual story was, which is kind of actually like some of the beats are there, there still, right? Well, she, the the mother bear lives. I know, I know. I mean, in terms of like the, the setup is kind of still there. Yeah, the setup is the same. I actually, I actually think the setup is the strongest part of this film. <laughs> The only part that is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. The, well, the, I mean, the first 10 minutes I thought were actually kind of like entertaining gave me hope for this film to say say this have you seen uh snakes on a plane it's exactly that kind of movie snakes on a plane lake placid evolution sharknado sharknado all of these yes yes piranha i think of like a dumb movie that you go to watch for 
the fun of it being dumb, not for like, hey, I want to watch something engaging mentally. It's more right. of like, I want to just, I had a long week. I want to just unplug and watch a movie that has nothing really crazy going on other than a crazy bear going on and killing people. It's pure entertainment. Exactly. And I want to say, I want to keep that in mind for this review, actually, because I think that is an important factor for a movie as well, right? You know? What's the intention? Yeah. yeah exactly. And I think in terms of that, let's kind of dive into it a little more then, because I think it has some good points and some bad points. And like going into the horror bits of it, I think there was a few points definitely that were really gory. Not, sorry, not really super gory, but there were like times where there were just these deaths and these horror moments that were kind of just really intense in a way where it's enjoyable. Fun, random deaths. Yeah, I think that's the best you can hope for with a movie like this. I mean, it's it's sort of the same idea as like the B-movie slasher film where it's like you just it's a it's an interesting setup that you watch a bunch of babysitters survive getting slashed or don't survive most of them but then mm-hmm. there's the one babysitter that like does survive at the end of the movie like it's that kind of movie where it's not really like intellectually engaging it relies solely on emotionally engaging you and i would say this wasn't like a total success in that regard but i think it it certainly was an enjoyable largely how long is it like an hour and a half that's the other thing that was so great about it is that it's really short you know more movies need to be just an hour and a half not yeah two hours three hours like so many movies are trying to be right now I know. I that was like one of the best parts of it that I I'm really starting to like so far that there's a lot of movies that came out this year that have been under an hour and a half. And I think going into it, the movie is a little of a spoiler, but and nice. also what one of my favorite movies of last year, The Menu, was like a mm. perfect hour and a half as well. Perfect. And I think just yeah. like Babylon was a good example of a film that just it needed to be an hour and a half. It was like two and a half hours or two hours and forty five minutes or something like that, almost three hours long. And that was like one of my biggest critiques of the film was that it was just too long of a film Mm -hmm. i think that was one thing that actually benefits this movie is that it is a nice an hour and a half runtime but i guess you can't really necessarily tell more too much of a story with the premise of a bear is high on cocaine i mean the premise is is pretty shallow to begin with but i I guess that's part of the problem with with these movies is that there really isn't much to play off of. But I even even given that, I do think they could have done more. <laughs> they left some things off the table for for no good reason. Like why wasn't there more of a, a storyline with this mystery drug dealer gang thing? We never learn anything about them. We meet them a little bit. And we learn that they're bad guys, but that's about it. That's all we know. There's no mystery. There's no tension about like, oh, they need to get this so that they can uh, do this or something. I don't know. Just the whole yeah, movie yeah. is just no, like. No, no, I understand. No, no. Okay. So I, I do agree with you there. And I think they had this good setup. Like you said, it was a pretty good setup, but it was more of like an excuse to get a lot of characters into the forest looking for the cocaine to have the bear kill. Yeah. For it, like, especially characters that you wouldn't necessarily care about as much. Cause, like, I guess you, there was like, you start off with the, the, the kids going into the forest, and it's like, not sure if you necessarily want to see little kids get killed by a bear. But, you know, drug dealers, I guess, are more socially acceptable to be <laughs> killed by a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was kind of it. I feel like that's the problem, though, is that a lot of the, storylines that they try to implement at the beginning kind of just like taper off and 
are forgotten because it's just like oh there's a bear here kind of like that's it that doesn't really matter so or even like, like the characters resolves and trying to go for what they're trying to do mm-hmm. is kind of just like given up and it's just like well there's a bear here let's just try to escape it's kind what of it kind of ends up being but like even some of the characters that they brought in like the park ranger characters could have been used to such great effect i think and they just they died and after 10 minutes of being introduced <laughs> And like, like I don't even know who our main character is in this film. Like, yeah, it's not the bear. The bear isn't the main character. I mean, it, it is. It is the name of the movie. So I know, but it, we don't learn anything about the bear. The bear doesn't have any character development. I mean, we learn that it's a mother bear, but that's yeah. not important until the last twenty minutes of the movie. Possibly the most developed character in the movie, though. Yeah, it's just it's such a shallow movie. Like, yeah, yeah, no other character really has anything going on. I mean, because like, like, it's hard to even talk about this movie because I don't even know what I would change other than the whole movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I, I will say this: I wouldn't change a thing about this movie. Oh, I would change so much. You know why I wouldn't change the movie? Anything about this movie? You wouldn't make this movie. <laughs> Because I wouldn't make this movie. That's what I'm saying. But also, I think it's just, it's ridiculous. Actually, I want to pivot for a second, if you don't mind. Yeah. It's going to continue that thought, but kind of go back and talk about something different. Did you get like a really 80s or 90s vibe from this movie? It's such a 90s movie. Yes. Down to the music, down to the dialogue, down to the cutting, down to the sound design. It felt like a 90s movie. It felt like a family movie that that my family would make. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, my my dad we would go in the summer and we would make just like family films in the forest. It reminds me of those films that I made as a kid. I mean, not gory and bloody and things like that, but it just feels poorly written dialogue and characters. But it, it has that 80s feel, 90s feel, which kind of makes sense because the story, technically the real story happened in the 80s. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes along those vibes. A lot of the movies that came out in like the 80s, 90s. I mean, come on. There's so many that just kind of don't make sense. So I think it's kind of just also making fun of those movies that came out around that time. In a I way. don't think it's that self-aware. I, you don't I, think so? No, I really like I don't have a whole lot of faith in Elizabeth Banks as a director. She has proven on multiple projects now that she is not a very competent director and she really should stop directing. Like, I think she's actually a pretty good actress. Like, I've liked a lot of the roles she's played in, her playing those roles, and she's good at comedic roles, but she is not good at visual storytelling. (laughs) And being a director is more than just placing a camera and then watching action happen. You have to actually think about how to tell the story and how to how these camera angles add up to something, how this editing adds up to something, how these these character, you know, scenes, these developments trigger the next scene. And it never does that ever. The movie is just one like punchline setup after the other. <laughs> It's just so boring. It's just so boring. That said, the audience that I went, the screening I went to, the audience seemed to really enjoy it. No, yeah. I think that's actually another thing I was going to say is that I think the, from what the audience that I got was also, I think that's a part of the thing. It it feels like a movie that is enjoyed with the crowd. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on it, but like I was so bored the whole time. And maybe, maybe I've seen too many movies and I can't enjoy just like a, a mildly funny, decent to mediocre movie, you know, anymore. But like this just like was just 
a slog to get through. The audience really enjoying it actually made me a little annoyed and like a little distraught for the... That's funny. For the future of filmmaking. But I, everyone yeah. loves a B movie though. I normally do, but I could tell that there was money spent on it and that mm. it it had talent. Like those actors in it are all great actors. Yeah. I could see this movie being a good movie or like an enjoyable movie. Cause like some of my there are movies that I like that are are not they're not some of my favorite movies, but they are movies that I really enjoy. And they are in this kind of same premise territory. Like a great example is a movie called Lake Placid, which is another 90s movie. It's 1999, I think. And it doesn't spoil anything, but that movie is basically this movie, but has a a competently told story. There are actual characters that have problems that they develop and they get character development. And there's an interesting kind of plot device, which is this raging animal (laughs) that is not controlled. That movie is just so much better. It's so much funnier. It has Betty White. Betty White's character in it is insane and wonderful. Mm. And this movie, it just has plot device. That that's what it is. There's nothing else. This movie just has plot device. And I I'm I'm annoyed that this movie is allowed to exist while other movies that I know should exist aren't. I think I think the the film industry is getting to you too much, Chase. Very possibly. <laughs> I you, you know it's funny actually because I kind of hate B movies, to be honest with you. In general, I'm not a big fan of B movies. The maybe the, the reason why I did like this one a little more than other B movies is that it had some more money behind it. Like the bear was competently made, yeah, and it was it was made by Weta. Was it really? I love Weta. I know some people at Weta. At one of my previous jobs, we had direct communication with them. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, they're great. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you, the bear looks actually pretty decent a lot of the times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like Sharknado or you know something like that where it just looks janky. You know, it it looks decent. Yeah, I mean, and like some of those movies have a charm about them. I don't really like Sharknado, but there's like other versions of that. Like, is it The Birds? Not the not the one made by uh, not the Hitchcock one. But Hitchcock, the, like, but the. the, the Meme one. one, yeah. There's something fun about watching a movie that's so bad that it's good. No, that see, it's... that's the thing. I hate those. Those are so terrible. Or what is the one like The Room or something like that? Yes, The Room. I love it. I I, I could I watch those it. because at I least can't. at it's least just... there's an honesty about them. No, it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul when I watch them. <sighs> no, there's something. It's like there's just something truthful about them. You know, it's it's people that they were trying their hardest to make a film and they gave it everything they got and you know it didn't turn out great but there's still like a labor of love to it this kind of movie is just everybody is phoning it the fuck in i guess okay (sighs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that this movie was great in any way because yes the the acting they had a lot of appealing to the calmest lowest common denominator i don't know i just i I want more for people (laughs) sure sure i mean i do too i do too don't get me wrong i'm just saying that it succeeds in doing what it was meant to do in a way which is be a dumb movie that somewhat enjoys you for a little bit of time even though the story is terrible the writing is terrible it's not even that creative like that's the other thing like there was one moment where it got kind of creative that i did enjoy that i thought was kind of a fun setup which was when the police officer was on top of the gazebo i thought that was a fun moment but the rest of the deaths are just like bear comes out of nowhere eats the person alive finds more cocaine does the same cocaine shot 
that we've seen seven times throughout the movie. Then, you know, we transition to another characters and they're still lost in the woods or they're or they're whatever. It felt yeah. like like someone giving me the same joke over and over again. I think you're thinking too much about it. Maybe. I mean, maybe I'm not thinking enough about it, but I, I just I do think that I think you're probably reacting to this more healthily. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Maybe. I just think that out of the movies we've watched this year, it doesn't try too hard to do anything. It I gets just away think it with doesn't it try to do anything at all. Exactly. But that's the that's the point though, I think. I think just it's a it's a good excuse for people to just after a busy work week, just go to the movie theater and just not do anything for an hour. I think it succeeds in that. And like, you know, if you're laughing or you're grimacing of something that happens on the screen and everyone else is doing the same thing, there's that like sense of camaraderie. Camaraderie? Am I saying that right? Yes. Like Com- right. Camaraderie is the right word. But it also makes me think of another word, commodity. And this movie is doing, like all movies, they're a commodity, right? You know, I get it. It's a product. It's not just art for the sake of art. But usually there's enough art there that I can appreciate it beyond just the simple act of them trying to sell me the movie. This movie, I'm like, oh my God, this is the shot that they're going to use to sell t-shirts. This is the shot that is going to be inspired the mug or something. Oh my God, now What's-Her-Face wants to make Cocaine Shark. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. This is dumb. It's adding nothing to my life. I think I'll just say this. This is my last thing I'll say. And I think maybe we'll jump into our concession impressions of this movie. I'm going to say that if you're looking for some more engagement, then definitely this is not the movie for you. Then skip along. And I think that's fine. I don't think you need to see this movie. I don't think this movie is for everyone. If you're in your 20s or 30s and you want to just unwind for a little bit and you know what, actually, I'm going to use a food analogy here. It's kind of like going to McDonald's, right? It doesn't add anything to your your diet. It doesn't help you. It's just bad. But sometimes you just kind of want to grab a six-piece chicken McNuggets and some barbecue sauce and some fried potatoes. People are probably going to hate me that I said fried potatoes, not french fries. But anyways, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Fair. I, I like, totally get that. It's but... just, you know, a comfort in a way of like being this unwinding kind of unhealthy, doesn't add anything to cooking, to your health, to anything. It's just like a frozen something. That's... It's soulless. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, some people need a little bit of soullessness to break up their day-to-day life i think and i think there's nothing wrong with it but it's just it doesn't add anything to your to your thing i'm really not trying to be that pretentious i'm just saying that there are movies that do this exact same thing and they do it with more style more substance and more flavor just anything like just jesus i don't know i I do like this category of movie. Like, should we should we do a watch on like Lake Placid and Evolution and some of these other movies that are kind of the same genre of comedy B movie ensemble cast? You're trying to kill me. <laughs> I, I think you would like something like Lake Placid. I mean, I don't know, maybe not because you you don't like '90s movies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I like some '90 movies. Okay, okay, okay. How about this? How about you watch? evolution and lake placid sometime in the next month or so and then we may or may get 
not get around to making a concession impression about those movies okay if not then i'll i'll maybe say it in a future episode if we don't do a, a full episode on it just like okay maybe i understand or maybe i'll give like a shotgun impression of them shotgun impression sample impression sampler sample sampler all right well in that note let's go into the concession impressions of this movie so just to for everyone who's joining us for the first time what a what an interesting episode to jump us jump in at uh, but i think it's great you know i think this is it's been one of our higher episodes high I'm trying to make a cocaine pun there yeah uh, it's not really working but you can definitely uh, tell you're you're definitely a stoner type. Oh man, you're... I'm like the straightest edge person in, <laughs> possible. Uh, I didn't even drink until I was 21. Anyways, so <laughs> that's when you're supposed to start drinking. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, every, everyone's had like at least one drink before they're 21, right? <laughs> I know, I know. But for My me, parents I was like, I'm listen gonna... to this. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I don't care. But like, I was like the person that was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not 21. Anyways, I was trying to explain the concession impressions ranking. Our ranking system is based on the concessions that you would find in a movie theater where we came from. And our ranking goes from the top. Number one, we have peanut M&Ms. Number two, we have popcorn. And number three, we have hot dog. And number four, we have raisinets. So going into it, Chase, then what would be your concession impression for this movie, Cocaine Bear? Uh, I think it won't be a surprise that I'm giving it a raisinette. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you would give it a raisinette. What about you? Uh, you know, this is going to be the tough decision. I'm going to give it a hot dog, but I'm going to say I'm going to give it a... Um, my official ranking will be bacon-covered hot dog. That sounds kind of good. Yes. Yeah. It's like kind of like on the border for me for hot dog and popcorn. Interesting. Because in the end, it succeeds at what it's trying to do. And if you think at all about the film any deeper than it's a bear high on cocaine, then I think you've kind of lost the meaning of the film that's where i'm gonna just stop thinking of it it did its job right in a way maybe i just mean maybe once i watch those films you told me to watch and i come back and i'm gonna say you know what actually you're right i'm changing it to to raisinette but i think initially from when i watched it and from the just pure nothingness of it that just kind of allowed me to unplug it's like decent but not really good you know Mm -hmm. bacon covered hot dog kind of fits that where it's a bad movie but it has some okay qualities to it some appeal okay i mean i i I see it i get it like i get where you're coming from and i get why the audience is responding well to it i just think people should watch better versions of this go watch lake placid and evolution those two, I think, are my favorite kind of versions of this type of movie. Okay. Well, do you have any takeout takeaways from this movie? Or is it just kind mm. of just watch those movies? I think watch those movies. But I, I, I will say I did enjoy the quick setup. I, I thought the first 10 minutes were pretty good. You know, they just they jumped us into it. And I thought for a movie like this, the best thing you can do is just set up quickly and then start the entertainment and so if you're trying to make a movie like this don't worry about setting up backstory too much just jump right into the story and this movie did that so that was a good good thing that this movie did i will also kind of piggyback on that a little bit my takeout takeaway would probably be i love how movies are starting to be an hour and a half oh yeah i agree with that too more movies 
follow this trend of an hour and a half film. There are some films I don't mind being two hours or longer. Event but films. I think, yeah, yeah. For the majority of films, you know, an hour and a half is perfect. It's like, it feels like a perfect amount of time for a movie. Yeah. I, I love that. So that continue, continue that trend is what I'll say. Yeah, a how, an hour and a half doesn't take over your whole night. You can, you know, go to the movie and get dinner after or before. And it's like a perfectly nice evening. As opposed yeah. to a movie that's like three hours and you're just like, this has taken over my whole night. I'm exhausted afterward. My mm-hmm. ass hurts from sitting in their uncomfortable chairs. Yeah. I'm covered in popcorn dust and I just want to go to bed. Popcorn dust? I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. I was just carrying the, the bed. All right. Sure. <laughs> like I, I went to the movie theater. The movie started at 6.30 and I was out at like 8 or something like that or like 8.15 or something. I forgot what it was because I didn't stay for the credits. I just left immediately when the movie ended i was like wow I, I still have a night i can still do things tonight so i think that was great so you know yeah that's 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 kind of all i have to say about this film anyways i think that will be it for this episode of concession impressions uh, i hope you enjoy and leave us a review wherever you listen to this spotify if they could do that apple you know apple podcast write give us a review and tell us what you think tell us what your concession impressions are and also follow us on instagram and twitter and give us a uh, mention of what your concession impressions are as well on there you know uh yeah i guess that's 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 all for today see you all next week bye all right bye everyone